At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Hello, my sisters and brothers. Thank you for tuning in yet again to Operation Tango Romeo. Today, I wanted to talk about something that uh, is very near and dear to me. It's the personality types. The reason I want to go through this with you is that one of the things I've discovered on this wonderful journey of recovery is the better I understand myself, the better I understand other people. The more attuned I am to who I am, the more attuned I am to who other people are, and the more I understand them, the, the more I understand how to take them, how to, where they're coming from, how to interact with them, how to communicate, how to adapt to the environment that I am in depending on somebody else's personality type. So there are many, many different ways to do this. Um, Myers-Briggs is one of the famous ones, but there's lots. The bottom line tends to be for people is that it's broken down into four major personality types. So uh, we're going to do something called DISC. Now, D-I-S-C, and I'll have a little bit of that in the show notes for you. There's lots on YouTube, all kinds of it, but I'm going to try to adapt it for how this is useful for us and how it relates to us directly within the veteran and first responder world. Okay. So first of all, there is no right or wrong personality type. There's no good one and bad one. And most people are a blend of two or more types. Although there are definitely some folks that are far quadrant of one particular personality type. It's so above the line, so above the, um, it's so obvious, the one personality type that it drowns out all the others. So you don't actually see the other parts of their personality. And you wouldn't know without psychometric testing that they have these other layers to them. You just think what you see is what you get. This is what this person's all about. Because that one particular personality tri- uh, type is so overpowering to all the other aspects that makes that person that person. But we are all in dynamic individuals, far more dynamic than some people give credit for ourselves and others. So let's start with the D in DISC. The D is the dominator, the dominant one, the results oriented, let's get it done. Now, the downside of D is sometimes they're dicks. <laughs> they're the best. They're number one. They're bigger, better, smarter than everybody else. They're the know-it-alls. Some people call them Googles at times, which is really, if, if they're manifesting that way, it's just a defense mechanism. Because it doesn't matter what your personality type is, we all can suffer from low self-esteem and be defensive. And of course, you're only defensive when you feel that you're vulnerable about something. So somebody's telling you, I'm number one, I'm the best. And they always got to have it their way. Well, that's because they don't actually feel that in their heart of hearts. But that's how you can spot one generally. Um, They like to talk about things instead of people. 
more interested in things instead of people. And usually has to be the biggest and the best things. It has to be the number one, the newest, the most powerful, the fastest things. That's what the D likes to talk about. Now, the upside of a D, though, is they are the movers and the shakers, the make-it-happen people. That drive to be number one often has them into entrepreneurism and has them drive to the to be the top of a company. So, so many CEOs have a D as either their primary or secondary, depending on the industry. It does vary. But in general, a lot of CEOs are Ds. Now, they're not big on details, those Ds. Uh, they just want to get it done. They'll hire somebody that's good at the details, the accounting and whatnot. And we'll get into who who fits that profile. But um, not all Ds are assholes, not at all, because again, most people are a blend. But Ds are results-oriented, like to get things done, like to get it done quickly. They do not get bogged down in the details and is very much an essential component within emergency situations. So veterans and first responders, even if D is not your primary personality type, when it's hitting the fan, it becomes your primary personality type. You, We've all had to learn how to adapt to be a D. Now, if it just comes natural for you and you slip into command mode and boom, 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 you're getting stuff done, it's comfortable. But for some people, it's really going against the stream. You know, you're going in the wrong direction. So it's very uncomfortable. You can do it, but it hurts you to do it because it goes against the natural grain of who you are. Okay, so that's the D and how it relates to us. The I is the influencer, the party person, fun, 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 always cracking jokes. And the D can often, or the I can often get confused with the D because maybe they'll both have the fancy sports car, but they'll have them for different reasons. The D, because I want people to know my social status and I want the fastest and the best. The I will have it, not for those reasons. The I is going to want you to drive it. Say, hey, check out this new car. You got to try it out. You got to try it out. It's so much fun. Hop in. The the I is more of a people person. They are people-oriented. Fun and people are more interesting to them than things. It's about the experience more than having the uh, the status. As long as you're having fun, the social status isn't all that important. So the I can be confused for the D, but they're not the same person. Their core value is fun. The I's like to have lots of fun. And everything kind of revolves around that. And if they're doing something that's boring, they'll find a way to make it fun. They'll be the class clown. They'll be the ones smoking and joking and and um, making it lighter, lightening the mood. They don't like to be too serious. Now, they care about people, but on more of a surface level. Like, they don't get too deep. I mean, they care, but they don't care super deeply. And they are, tend to be extroverted. Both the D and the I tends to be extroverted. They tend to be a little bit louder. Now, the D might be wearing the, the, the expensive clothes, but the I is going to be wearing the fun clothes, maybe the louder colors. And uh, it's just all about fun and individuality. And don't bore an I, because they, they can't stand being bored. Now, the C in DISC is all about correctness. C stands for correctness. Doing it right. Doing it right the first time. 
these are data people. They are process-driven data people. So accountants, engineers, lawyers, that sort of thing. One of the challenges that C's have is making a decision. They will perseverate and think, 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 and review the charts and the graphs and the charts and the graphs and the charts and the graphs until the cows come home before finally making their decision, which they'll probably ask the D to do for them. Hey, Mr. Dominant D, what should I do? And then they're able to finally make their decision. So that's the C. Uh, The Cs tend to be introverted. You can drive a C crazy by not having a plan. They like to have a plan, a plan with lots of data, charts and graphs. That's your C. And the their driver being correctness, it's about reliability and what makes sense on paper. That, that'd be the C. The S, the S stands for steady relator. The S is about family and they are an introvert as well, but they are the people person. They feel deeply and because they feel deeply, they're very, very careful about who they let in their circle. They're, they try to be nice to everybody. One of their core drivers is harmony. They like to have harmony. Everybody just get along. They really don't like conflict. It, they, they avoid it as much as they possibly can. But when uh, an S finally lets you into their circle, the steady relator is what S stands for, when that S finally lets you into their circle, it wasn't easy for them to do. And they can just be the most solid friend ever because it's all about trust and that bond of trust at a deep, deep level. And they feel deeply. But if you ever say you're going to do something and then you don't do it and you lose their trust, they'll smile and be kind about it, but you're out and you're probably not getting back in. It's tough for an S to let you back in. Once that trust is broken, that's it. You're out of the circle and you're done. While you're in the circle, there is no better friend than an S. But outside of the circle, they'll be kind. They won't badmouth you. Won't say much about it. But you're not getting back in. You are done. The S will often be like the social worker. Um, the palliative care nurse. People with a whole lot of compassion. That's that's the S, the steady relator. And What's interesting is that the D, who can often be a, um, you know, the, the demanding jerk, the D is very often offset by S as a secondary. Uh, and I've also seen S primaries, D secondaries. So it's kind of at a conflict with each other, but it works. The challenge with being an S in the world of veterans and first responders is that you got to mute that especially when it's hitting the fan, especially if there's people in pain and injured. It's tough. It's extra tough on an S. And an S has to really do more self-care. They'll find themselves doing deflection more to protect themselves and really having to adapt to that environment. And I think a lot of times the S will not be able to to stay as a soldier or first responder because they just feel too much and they will burn out quicker as a result because they just are feeling at a deeper level than, than most folk. Now, again, 
it doesn't matter what quadrant that you're in. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's no good. There's no bad. They're just different. And most of us are a blend. And then there's the occasional ninjas, like they have Asperger's or something. You can't really figure them out. You don't know where they're coming from. And they're right in, um, in the middle of what's called the energy line. So none of their traits are really sticking out all that much. And some people are tough to figure out that way. And the only way to figure them out is, again, with the psychometric test. And then you'll be able to see how they plot. But almost everybody, the vast majority of people, they have some characteristics of their personality that shine like a beacon as a marker of who they are and will give you a clue about what their motivators are. When you understand what their motivators are, you understand better how to relate with them. Now, this happens on, um, uh, say, in, in office politics. It's very, very useful. We all have those, the office politics, people that we got to get uh, uh, get along with and that we not we don't necessarily jive with. But when you understand their disc profile, you understand them. And then when you start talking to them in their language along their lines, like from their filter, all of a sudden you're getting along with them because they feel like, oh, you understand me. You see me. The number one human emotional need, if you've been a fan of this uh, show for a while, you, you will already know this. The number one human emotional need is affirmation. One of the best ways to give affirmation is by asking the right kind of questions or making the right kind of statements to the right person. So not talking a different language. If I was to say to you, um, yet ye, some say, unlok chat pa kao sup, you'd be checking your headphones to listen to that again, because like, what the hell are you talking about? Yet ye, some say, unlok chat pa kao sup. Well, the majority of people listening won't have a clue what I just said because I just counted from one to ten in Cantonese. If you don't speak Cantonese, it's going to be gibberish to you. It'll make no sense. And it's the same thing if you're talking to a personality type from the wrong filter. From the, Here's an example. An S, a core driver from, from, for, for an S. I mean, everybody likes a compliment. But if you say to an S, you really kicked ass. That was awesome. You're, you're probably the best I've ever seen at that. You're way better than the last person that was there. Good job. Now, if you're a D, you would make a compliment like that. And you would think that you're making the right compliment. You just, you're giving a compliment. It's something nice. But what the S heard is something different. Because they like harmony and fairness. These are very, very core values. And they, they don't want to hear that they're better than somebody else. And they don't want to hear you bad-mouthing somebody else. That, that doesn't pump their tires. I mean, they'll still smile and say, oh, thank you. That's nice of you to say. But what's going on on the inside for them is something completely different. And it's not going to connect with them. Now, if you're to compliment an S in a way that that matters, it would sound more like, you know, I saw what you did there and you really took into consideration the, the, the whole picture and the feelings. And I don't know how you do it because of you, everybody feels better. They feel heard. And, uh, and you really resolved that well, um, maintaining harmony. That's, that's great. You know, thank you for doing that. You're much better at that than I am. And, 
um, thank you. You're an important part of this team and, and you really bring a lot to the table. Thank you. And that would be a way to relate to relate to an S and give a, a meaningful compliment to the S. For the I, tell them that they're funny. Laugh at their jokes. You know, say, hey, thanks for pulling me out of my shell. You know, I, I was really resisting at first, but you talked me into it and I'm so glad I did. I really had a lot of fun and it's because of you. Thanks. You're always fun to have around. You always light up the room. Great job. That will mean something to an I. It'll mean nothing to a C. And that's probably not a compliment that a high C would ever earn. <laughs> For the C, it's about the job. It's about um, correctness and the process. So to compliment a C, it's like, oh, that job that you did, boy, you really paid attention to detail on that. The care that you took and the, and the path that you took to get from uh, A to Z was really something. And I can see that you put a lot of effort and thought into not just what you did, but how you did it. That is a great job. And I know I could rely on you. Uh, and thank you so much for all the uh, attention to detail that you put into that project. Wonderful job. It's going to work really well. That would be a good compliment for a C. It's all about the process and the job and the work. Their sense of identity is through the work that they've done. How tight were these bolts tightened? Did I just crank on them or are they at exactly 48 foot pounds? Not 52, not 36, but 48 foot pounds. They're perfect. Every single one of them. And I use the exact type, right type of bolt and that's the exact right grade of steel. And I use the exact right tightening sequence for the bolt pattern. I did it all by the book and how it should be. The C's are in the box people. They like to be in the box. That's where they are happy and comfortable. The D's and the I's, they don't really have a box. <laughs> it's all about results. The I is the creative, having fun. And and uh, the, the D, to compliment a D, since I was talking about complimenting, uh, how you affirm, uh, the D, it's about the job, but it's about... Um, the, the status of the job. It's like, man, you really kicked ass. I think, you know, this outfit could be the biggest in the whole world. I don't know anybody else that could have done that as fast as you did. You did that so fast. Oh man, that's way better than the other folks. Better than the competition. You're number one. You're the best. <laughs> that's, that's how you compliment the D. Now, again, most of us are a blend. Most of us are, although you can't always see that blend. You have to really get to know somebody well before you see the other layers of the onion. The occasional person doesn't have a lot of layers. <laughs> They're all one thing and that's all they are. And, and those poor unfortunate souls are probably really good at whatever it is that they're doing, but are blind to everything else, social cues and, and the rest of the world. And they don't understand anybody that's not like them. The closer you are to them, the 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 more that they're going to be they're going to like you back because everybody still likes to have that connection with other human beings, but with other human beings that they understand and that they feel accepted by, that's the connections that they want. So, as a manager of people, it's always good to be to be mindful of who am I talking to, and how am I talking to them. 
Am I talking through the right lens? Am I talking a language that they are going to understand? And then when other people are just rubbing you the wrong way, figure out why. Why are they rubbing? Oh, it's just because we're the different personality types, my core drivers and their core drivers are conflicting. Okay, so I'll just have to adapt a little bit. And uh, hey, what do you know? All of a sudden there's less friction. There's less friction because we're getting along with each other. And that more or less is the overarching bullet points for DISC, D-I-S-C. And again, on YouTube, there's all kinds of whiteboard tutorials and whatnot. Um, but yeah, put your comments below if you got any specific questions about interpersonal relationships and communications uh, based on personality type. I'm glad to, to fill in for you. But thanks for tuning in. I hope that was useful. Uh, most people enjoy learning a little bit about that, learning about themselves and learning about others. And I, I hope that has some value for you. I am Mark Meinke. This is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.